Happy Days Are Here Again is the Democratic Party's traditional celebration song, and it got a lot of deserved play on election night. But now it's time to turn up a new song with a different message. Maybe Don't Screw Up by the Craig Lewis Band. Don't screw this up. Democrats now have two years to master the campaign message discipline that George Lakoff says they haven't managed very well so far, especially in the era of untruth and Trump. Lakoff is Emeritus Professor of Cognitive Science and Linguistics at UC Berkeley. His 2004 book, Don't Think of an Elephant, about how conservatives frame their political messages much more effectively than Democrats do, has moved the needle on campaign language, but not nearly enough, he says. Democrats have to keep their messengers on message and be able to craft not just a recitation of facts and plans, but a persuasive story about democracy and governance that voters want to hear and support. We are a storytelling species. What's the story the Democrats need to tell for the next two years? The story has two parts, and they have to do with progressive values. One of them comes from Abraham Lincoln, that in a democracy you have a government that is of, by, and for the people. And of means ordinary folks are in charge, and by means that the people who are governing you have the same life experiences that you have, and understand that. And for means that the role of the government is to take care of people, right? The second thing is that the private depends on public resources, both private life and private enterprise. You can't have a business without public resources like, you know, roads and bridges and airports and, you know, and uh, electric grids and, and on and on and on. But private life is like that, too. I mean, you need the same roads and bridges and airports and electric grid and much more. That is, without public resources, you can't have private enterprise or private life. And that's something that is rarely said. If you ask a Democrat about if that's true, they'll all say yes, and they'll give examples. But if you ask them, have you ever said it, the answer is no. And that's the point. They haven't said it. Do they just presume people know this? Um, I think they presume they know it, or they don't think about it. I think they take it so much for granted that it doesn't have to be said. You know, these are two two values that are the progressive values. They're not conservative values, and they're crucial to a democracy. End of story. Every Democrat should deliver the same messages and repeat them over and over and over. As, and not only that, they should repeat them every time they have a policy, and they should point out how the policy relates to, to these values. You want to say this over and over so that people understand after a couple of years, hopefully, of hearing it, maybe getting tired of it, but the point is that they would understand that what democratic values are and why they're so crucial. Small d, democratic. See, the thing about it is it's not just democratic values. It's the values of living in a democracy. When you talk about you can't have a business without uh, public resources, that affects every business. It affects Republicans as well as Democrats. When you talk about what it means, what Lincoln's words mean of by and for the people, you know, that affects all sorts of people. 
you know, Republicans as well as Democrats. Who should Democrats be speaking to? Everybody. Well, is there any point of addressing the 35 or 40 percent of perhaps Trump voters who may be saying whatever comes out of their mouths is, of course, a lie, and I'm not listening? There's a way of talking to people to say, imagine that you don't have public resources. Imagine that there were no roads, that there were no airports, that there were no air traffic controllers, that there were no on and on. Here is what a public resource is. Imagine that it wasn't there. And yet the Republicans might just say, well, privatize them. Private schools, private airports. All very nice, except that that won't happen. If you privatize them, then you pay more. They become a matter of profit for people. And since you absolutely require them, people can bilk you for as much as they want. That's why they're public resources. Framing is a concept that you have brought to the table, which has been very influential, the way you tell the story, the way you make your point. Democrats don't seem to be as good at it as Republicans. Exactly. Democrats don't know how people think. It's just really sad. The problem is uh, a problem of what I call the Enlightenment reason. Obama, in his last speech, talked about the importance of Enlightenment reason. Look, I'm a huge supporter of you know, science and technological research and social science and you know, uh, evidence-based learning and all, all that good stuff. I'm, I'm, people call me Spock for a reason. I, I believe in reason and logic and all these Enlightenment values. And a week later, Hillary Clinton, in talking to Wellesley, talked about how, how it was important that Wellesley teach Enlightenment reason and so on. It also matters because our country, like this college, was founded on the principles of the Enlightenment. In particular, the belief that people, you and I, possess the capacity for reason and critical thinking, and that free and open debate is the lifeblood of a democracy. And enlightenment reason is false. I mean, enlightenment reason uh, says everybody reasons the same way. That's what makes them human. Whereas if you have different worldviews, you're going to reason differently. Enlightenment reason says that all you need to do is get the facts and everybody will reason to the right conclusion since everybody has the same reason. No. If they have different worldviews, they'll reason to different confusion, uh, you know, different conclusions. Enlightenment reason does not recognize different worldviews. Enlightenment reason doesn't admit framing. It doesn't admit metaphorical thought. It doesn't admit the way people really work. And the Democrats don't understand this. So they think that if you just tell people the fact, they'll all reason to the right conclusion. That's why they keep coming up with fact after fact after fact, rather than framing things in a way that people will understand why these things are important. Does this mean the Democrats did a better job of framing and getting their point across, given the midterm results? First of all, the reaction to Trump had everything to do with the midterm re result. So that's one major part had to do with not what they did, but what the, what the other guys didn't do right. But also, they did a couple of things that were very, very smart. 
one of them was running on pre-existing conditions. That is saying, hey, you know, do you have a pre-existing condition? Does anybody in your family have one? Well, the answer is everybody has them, you know. And what they did was tie that to healthcare. That was a smart thing to do. They said, look, government is there to make sure that you have you have well-being, that, that you're not suffering. Given that the Enlightenment reason argument hasn't been working, should Democrats adopt the Republicans' game, or do they lose their identity in any standing by doing that? They lose their identity. The Republican game is based on strict father morality. It's based on a form of authoritarianism. And it's based on uh, an idea of who is better than who, which goes against egalitarianism and against all the, the progressive principles. So no, they should not adopt the Republican game. Now, there is a way to avoid that. And you know, it's not just that when they go low, we go high. It's more than that. It's when they go low, we frame better. Then the other question is whether the Trump narrative, the Trump message is wearing thin even perhaps with his own voters. There's an issue of Trump's lies and misleading statements. And the question really is, how should the media deal with these? And my proposal is that they deal with them with what I call truth sandwiches. A truth sandwich begins with the relevant truths, what is true about a given issue. It then says, here's what Trump says or has done on this issue that violates those truths. Then it comes back and says the truth again, and it finishes up by saying why the difference between the truth and the lie is important. That's a truth sandwich. Now, if the media constantly did this, you put the truth at first, and you put the truth at the end, you put the lie in the middle, and you say, here's the difference between the lie and the truth, and here's why that difference is important with the truth at the end. That changes things. So we have two years for the Democrats to carry forth this message. But what about the messenger? Who's the right kind of messenger to carry this forward? Well, there are some remarkable candidates on the Democratic side. Sherrod Brown is terrific. Another one is Eric Swalwell. There are others. I mean, you know, Adam Schiff is very, very good at what he's doing. And Nancy Pelosi is, can be very good, too, depending on what she's trying to accomplish. And there are, there are just other people who are less good at it, and they have to learn, learn how to do it better. I suppose they want to avoid the circus-like circumstances that we saw with the Republican primaries in 2016 and pull off something with a little more dignity. It's, it's, I think there's dignity and there's effectiveness. And they're not in conflict with each other, but the effectiveness part has to not be ignored. They have to, to make sure that there's a message across the candidate, that the candidates are not just A versus B, and they're all talking about how they differ from each other. Well, the Bernie versus Hillary style is not a good style. We've been talking about the path, the narrow path to getting a message across, an effective message. So how could they screw up? Oh, <laughs> thousands of ways. You know, just uh, basically, one, trying just to give facts and not explain the framing, framing and the values behind those facts. 
Hillary Clinton never said what her values were. It was amazing. She would just give policy after policy after policy, but never said what she stood for. Do you find yourself yelling at the television during a lot of the campaign years? Yes. <laughs> All the time. Yelling advice, I presume. <laughs> advice or cursing, whatever. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's difficult to, to watch. Do you think if Democrats could make their points of view and their positions and their values clear that most Americans would be on their side? I think that they would get a majority. There's like probably 35, 37% they wouldn't get. I think they would get, you know, more than 60%, which is a majority, if you want to call most Americans, but not all by any means. The people who have strict father morality have it as part of their their very identity. It's who they are. And that isn't going to change very easily. George Lakoff, thank you, as always. My pleasure. Pat Morrison Asks is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's engineered and edited by Mike Heflin. The music is the Democratic Party's traditional celebratory tune, Happy Days Are Here Again, sung in 1930 by Jack Hilton. And the Craig Lewis Band is on the Sound District media label singing Don't Screw Up by the Craig Lewis Band. <laughs>